I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. You know, I'm not here to make friends. You guys are not my friends. I'm not here to make friends with you. I didn't come all the way to win, to fight, to conquer, to thrive. I came to win, to survive, to prosper, to rise. Welcome to I Came to Win, where every episode, one reality TV superfan auditions to see if they have what it takes to make it on their favorite unscripted show. Whether you audition for love, money, or fame, I respect your ambition and I want to give you a shot. I'm your host, Lucy Levin. Here's my quick casting profile so you know my qualifications. I am 22 years old. I am a writer and a connoisseur of all things reality TV, whether it is Bad Girls Club, Flavor of Love, or Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I grew up with my babysitter in elementary school playing Tila Tequila and A Shot at Love and Parental Control or Next from MTV in my living room when she was supposed to be watching me and I was hooked ever freaking since. My dream job besides hosting this podcast is to probably at this point honestly become a fan favorite on The Bachelor, place fourth, and be able to live my life shilling Instagram vitamins sometimes. You might be wondering why start this podcast besides my brain at 22 after years of erosion being completely poisoned by now? And the answer to that is that I believe that obviously reality TV doesn't depict real life so much as an alternate bubble version of it, and I really want to play the social experiment game. So, for example, contestants on the hit British dating show Love Island, which we'll talk about today, called the real world outside of their villa the outside. Keeping Up with the Kardashians is obviously scripted, and Big Brother contestants literally had to be told about coronavirus by producers because they have no contact with the rest of the world while filming. These shows exist in tiny curated bubbles, and people do wild shit, but the people who are on them doing that wild shit are real, and they apply, they volunteer their time, and they leave the real world for these new producer-made realities. I want to know why. Is it fame? Is it competition? Is it money? Is it love? So in each episode of this show, no matter how long it lasts, um, I'm going to be testing out what superfans are willing to do on different shows. And I want to know how they think they'll fare, how they think they'll be edited. What about our personalities make us think that we would thrive in certain bubbles? That's what we'll be talking about for as long as we air, and I hope you'll stick along for the ride. Now that we know why I'm into reality TV and a little bit about me, let's talk about a show. For our first episode, I will be holding auditions for Love Island. Woo! That's not Love Island. That's fully like Crazy Frog. It has Love Island energy. Thank you. Thank you. Um so I guess yeah, this is our first contestant KP, who you might have heard deem Crazy Frog Love Island energy. KP, otherwise known as Caitlin Pilly, is a queer writer, artist, and Swifty based in Boston with a fascination for all things deranged. They have a penchant for Furbies, celebrity internet culture, and whatever heterosexual couples are up to on national television. You can find them at at kpcreates.online on Instagram for their art or fat share Horowitz on Twitter. KP, thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me, babes. Babes, oh my god, I'm so excited to have you on the pod. Thanks, babes. You're welcome, babes. So, I guess our first question, like, I can give a little formal intro as to what Love Island is, but as a super fan, how would you 
describe what Love Island is. It's like extended speed dating. They make 12 people just get in a house and they're like six guys and six girls because it's heterosexual. Yeah. They're gonna see like le- what happens. Yes. You guys are all trapped. Oh my god. What happens? Let's trap the heterosexual. Literally. But I think what ke- makes it so interesting and why I'm so obsessed with it is because people filter in and out and yes. you get kicked off. People come in. Yeah. The producers really are like this is like the Jumanji romance oh my God. television show <laughs> where like at any moment anything crazy could happen um, and they might have like a challenge where they spit in each other's mouths which yes. is like my greatest fear or they might split up like the fan favorite couple and I think the combination of people earnestly trying to find love or find fame no matter what they're earnest in their intention mm-hmm. even if it is to find fame combined with Kind of being like pawns in the producers' games. Yes. Um, but still finding authentic connections in that is just fascinating. And Absolutely. I could watch all of it. I could watch all, just every single second. Have you watched all of it? Yes. I mean, I've watched all of UK. Yeah. I've watched season two of US. Have not watched Australia. Because I hadn't heard... I heard that they were, like, mean. They're pretty toxic in Australia. Like, not to make a generalization about <laughs> Australians, but the contestants on Love Island Australia are kind of toxic. Um, but yeah, that's a perfect description. Like what I would say about Love Island for someone who's never watched it in case someone hasn't watched it is that Love Island is a reality dating series that started in the UK in which sexy singles, they always call them sexy singles because they're like hot tradesmen or models or mostly models but you know anything um they travel to a gorgeous isolated villa to find summer love over the course of six-ish weeks Mm -hmm. i think yeah and these original singles couple up with new islanders as new islanders join the villa throughout each week so if you're not in a couple by the next recoupling ceremony in which people choose who they want to be with and sleep in a bed with for the next week you are dumped from the island. The last couple standing, which is voted most popular by the public after however many weeks, wins. So now, like we said, it's on. It's about to film its seventh season along with spinoffs in the United States and Australia. So that's the gist. You already told us a little bit about why you like Love Island, but I would love to know how did you fall in love with Love Island? Like, How did you discover the show? How did you get hooked? Absolutely. So my roommate was watching it and I would like pass through the living room and like see some crazy shit on TV. Oh my god, like what? <laughs> um, it was season one. She was watching and just like Hannah and John having like a row. Yeah. And Hannah being like unintelligible and you ha- like you really had to like read the subtitles very carefully, which by the way for UK I always have the subtitles I on. I do too. Because sometimes you really have no idea. Yeah. No clue what they're saying. Um, but I ended up lingering in the living room longer than I think, than I was like, okay, I actually have to watch this TV show. Right. Um, and I've been hooked ever since. And that was probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. And in these three years, I've been able to watch all of Love Island. I think I found it in a pretty similar way. And I'm not sure if the way that I fell in love with Love Island was because your household was recommending it or not. But it was like... I'd seen The Bachelor, I'd seen other reality TV dating shows, and I put on season two first, and I was just so... I don't think that I'd ever seen, like, a British version of a Jersey Shore cast Mm -hmm. where they're just partying, except they're not allowed a lot of alcohol, and they're saying a lot of funny things, like what's your type mate or like does he have banter like are we are we what is the word oh i'm gonna get pied like everyone's doing their own thing and also just so horny um but also so desperately wanting to be with someone so there kind of is this need for a dtr that there isn't in real life and i think that that fascinated me too absolutely and the idea that I mean the first couple seasons of Love Island in the UK it wasn't as popular but now it's like you're basically it's similar to The Bachelor like you're guaranteed fame if you go on the show now but the first couple seasons people were kind of just like existing in the villa without necessarily any preconceived notions of what their life would look like afterwards yeah 
Um, so I feel like it was really interesting to see their intention is still, like, to get into a relationship. Yeah. Even though it's not necessarily to win the game. Ooh. I like that, too. Because I think that has still kind of... It's kept up throughout six seasons. You see people who might be, like, influencers already and have a little bit of a platform before they go on the show. And they could be doing it to boost themselves. But also, they're like, if I get a boyfriend or a girlfriend while I'm here, like, okay, I love that. Yeah. And so it does maintain a little bit of genuine energy, which is so enticing. And now you're about to audition to be a contestant. You ready? ready? Yeah. Okay, amazing. I'm going to ask you to tell me a little bit about yourself. And I'm going to do that by using some of the actual questions from the actual Love Island application. Love it. We're only going to do a few, but the Love Island application is a whopping 73 questions long. A personality test within itself, Absolutely. If you think about it. Yeah, no, I did it, and I have just a record now of my love life and my childhood and my relationships with my friends because they really ask about all of that to try to get a gist of what you are going to be like on the actual show. We could say that I don't have any business telling someone if they'd be able to make it on the show because the Love Island producers did not accept me. Um, but that's their loss, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee none of the producers that work there could get on the show either. You're so right. I feel like this is probably horrible. I would like to preface this by saying I'm also not hot, but I feel like hot people do not produce reality TV. For those who can't see KP, <laughs> that was just a lie. Like, KP's extremely hot. I mean, I'm hot in my own right, but not love, not in a way that I would ever be accepted on Love Island. Well, what do you think is accepted on Love Island in terms of hot? Um, well, for one, I'm fat, so that, there you go, I wouldn't, wouldn't walk on. Gotcha, gotcha. They would say no thank you. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I also think, I mean, honestly, like, the fat is such a strong disqualifying statement. Like, the thickest representation that we've had is, like, Anna, who is probably, I don't know, a size six, and she just has, like, a massive ass. Oh my god, she, season six, one of the best cabooses I've ever seen. Just absolutely gorgeous, and she was, like, the quote-unquote curvy chick, and it's like, you're built like a Kardashian. Yeah. Like, that's not relevant. So I think, while I am hot in my own right, I don't think uh, reality TV would shine on me in the way Mm -hmm. it shines on... Love Islanders. I'm more of a Susan Boyle. Than oh my a... god! And so now you're dreaming a dream, and yes. it is to be on From, Love Island. Yep, exactly. Tom, time gone by. All right. So why don't you give me your age? How old are you? Twenty six. I'm a little old for the villa, but no, you're not too old. Like we've seen people fall in love in their late twenties. That's true. No, I don't think I'm too old for love and life. <laughs> but normally, twenty six year olds in the villa are like. Yeah, I was dating this guy for eight years, and then I got pied off, and now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So you would have your options, but you would also be, like, the mature one. Yeah, absolutely. because there are a lot of young people. Yeah, I would have to talk, be best friends with a 20-year-old, and I'd be like, so true, bestie. So true, bestie. But if you can do it, you can do it. Yes, absolutely. That makes more appealing. Amazing. And where are you from? I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. Got it. It's a moderate not a huge city but like a small city on the coast of virginia on the east coast if you could be from anywhere in the uk babes Uh, where would you be from i would say manchester 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 i feel like i'm about to i want to be like northerner but i'm not even sure if manchester they have northern accents yeah actually i would also love to be from glasgow Ooh, i love glasgow can you do a scotland or not a scottish at all accent? i did date a scottish guy once yeah and sometimes he'd say things to me and i'd be like uh what I like unintelligible you have to pronounce eyes as eh so like eh. kids becomes kids kids yeah me and my kids i love scots they have um really funny ways of cursing that yeah. I'm with. <laughs> absolutely so you you could be a Scot, yeah. On the show Let's say Scott. I'm from Glasgow. Perfect. And what is your occupation? Mm, do you want my real occupation or what I would want my occupation to be? Except I want your real occupation. Okay. Marketing babes. Marketing babes. I'm in marketing. Gorgeous. And how has dating been? I feel like this is a question where you can be as honest as you want because people go on the show with so many different intentions. Yeah, I mean. Does it count that I'm in a fulfilling relationship right now? But if let's say I wasn't, like, before okay. that. Um, 
I was a person, the type of person in a relationship who didn't really know what I wanted. Yeah. And then would find morsels of what I wanted and hold on to it so tightly. Mm-hmm. So my dating life has not, was not great before now. Mm-hmm. Um, where I am trying to find a good, a good way to express that. But it's like I so desperately wanted to hold on to the little parts of people that liked me instead of just searching for someone who liked all of me. Yes. And that's really relatable. And I think that so many people who go on the show continue to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you could fit right in. Yeah, it's possible. How do you think your close friends would describe you? Um, Loud, mm-hmm. I think. Funny, creative weird like quirky but not like ukulele quirky like actual <laughs> not like zooey dust channel quirky. yeah yeah like i i can't think of a good example but um because i'm just thinking about like fat white women i could compare myself to but trying not to do that um that's so fair <laughs> take your time <laughs> more like a woman who talks to herself in the park quirky than oh, okay. zoe additional quirky i'd say what do they do in the park when they talk to themselves or are they I, just like wow it's so nice out yeah i feel like they also are like talking to the animals in the park okay like you, know, yes. you see a woman like feeding the squirrels and you're like I don't know what's happening there, but I respect it. Yeah. I think that's probably how people would describe me. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to respect it. How do you think that would come across in the Love Island villa? I think it honestly depends on the connections I would make. I think I could either come across as, like, an Amy who's, like, everyone's like, oh, she's kind of a nerd and a weirdo, but, like, she's cute and we love her. Mm-hmm. And then she's, like, horribly betrayed. Yes. Um, And that is devastating yeah in such a way that only happens because everyone is like she's a weirdo so i think it could be an amy mm-hmm. i think i could probably be like a villain mm. um because i also feel like in that kind of like trapped bubble i might lose it a little bit got it so i could be the villain but i think i would come across as like hopefully an endearing nerd and not like a bitchy nerd yeah I think it's interesting, too, that your mind went straight to Amy, because I know a lot of contestants on Love Island are scouted, but Amy actually applied and actually got in through applying. Yeah, That's so funny. Because she was a flight attendant before going on Love Island, and then I guess... And she was 26. Yes. Amy was 26 when she went on Love Island. She was like, I'm 26, babes. I've never been in a relationship here to find my guy, here to find a boyfriend. And then, of course, she's like, let me date a ballroom dancer. Yeah. And it's like, maybe there is a wonderful ballroom dancer boyfriend out there for you, but I don't know. It's not Curtis. I don't think it's Curtis Pritchard, no. Absolutely not. But she had her villainous moments as well, and I think that that also is because she was a normal person. Yes, absolutely. Who wasn't necessarily going to go on TV, and her whole cast was just hyping her up as being in the steadiest and best couple in the villa and that probably got to her head a little bit too and made her invest more whereas I think Curtis had already been on TV before going on the show because he is one of the pros on Strictly Dancing which is like the British version of Dancing with the Stars yeah Yeah, so he was prepared and primed for a life in the spotlight where she was like a normal person looking for love yeah she was just like chilling out in the house and ready to get a boyfriend out of it so that could happen to you but also I think that you're very different like I feel like she's more of like a, a Disney adult. Yes. And I'm definitely oh God, not yes. a Disney adult. Yes. But I am like a strange interests adult. Yes. Like a Furby adult. Yeah. You're but not a- in like a sexual way. Just in like a, this thing's weird. I like it. You're actually wearing a Furby shirt right now. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. It says I sin so I can fight Ronald Reagan in heaven, in heaven, in hell. Jesus <laughs> it says I sin so I can fight Ronald Reagan in hell. Um, with a Furby in the middle of it, so. You would probably be, like, one of the first out leftists on Uh, Love Island history. I absolutely know what a Brexit is. Um, Perfect. Also, probably be one of the first, like, queer in a a way that I would, like, actively go for Mm -hmm. girls. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, the other people that have come on that have been, like, I'm bisexual, that we had that one morsel of representation yeah. um, with Sophie and Katie, but I definitely think 
I would actively pursue women yeah. over men in the house. Yeah, because Sophie was like, I might try to date Katie, but also I'm just mad that the guy that I've been coupled up with for so long is gone and I want to stay here. Because mm-hmm. I think that season two, season two was just like really brutal to Sophie. Absolutely. And then, and now she's passed away. Tragically. Um, it's horrifying. Yeah, which is one of the most toxic things coming from the show, I think, where like if you get a bad edit, and this is a problem with all reality TV, but if you get a bad edit, you are just fully bullied and told to die by the British public a lot of the time. And Sophie is unfortunately like only the first person who ended Mm -hmm. up passing from Love Island. So it sucks too, because it's like one of the only out queer people who's been on the show and now she's not even here anymore because the show did nothing to help her. devastating yeah and i also think that there are certain people that and this would also would potentially happen to me but like we're not made to be famous yeah like we're that is not who's we we humans (laughs) as a society we're not made to be famous i don't i don't think fame is good for anyone yeah and i think on top of that if you already are in like a fragile state of going on i think she had like gotten out of a relationship anyone who goes on love island is on like this earnest journey Mm -hmm. and to get the villain edit and then be bullied so intensely like if you have any flavor of mental illness i feel like that's gonna tank you yeah because they have they have producers but they don't really have it seems that many like mental health professionals actually helping helping during the show or after the show and that's so fucked because if you're gonna put a person in the spotlight like yes they're volunteering to do it but also there needs to be some kind of network support around them they also have no concept of what that actually means like yes they're volunteering to do it but you don't know what it's like to be famous until it happens to you yes exactly so i don't know i think it would be good to see an a queer person who would actually like actively go for I'm women. We should go go for gold. Do like what they did with Are You the One? All yes. queer Love Island. Yes, agree, agree. So like maybe we're getting the ball rolling here. And okay, so back to our application questions. Yes. I guess something else that I'm wondering is like, what to you is the best possible outcome from being on the show, especially because. We've now just talked about all of the BS and, like, really disgusting things that come from putting yourself on this TV show and in the spotlight. I mean, obviously, like, the finding love aspect Mm -hmm. would be amazing. But if you, like so many other contestants, doesn't work out having, like, friends that Mm -hmm. then you're made into, like, fan edits of Ah! you and your friends doing bits. Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of the show is, like, the the friendship element as well. Mm -hmm. Like, watching people become really close because they've had to spend every second with each other. Yes, and they get that, like, deliriousness that you only get when you're, like, trapped with someone else. Yes. It reminds me of, like, the summer camp deliriousness where you're like, I have only seen these same 20 people. Yes. So you kind of get in a this kind of loopy state where your jokes are just so funny only to you. And then I think that's something is so wonderful as a viewer to watch is when they reach there. Cause everyone can identify with that feeling. Mm-hmm. And it is summer campy too, because they all sleep in the same room. Absolutely. Like you are sleeping in the same room as the person that you are coupled up with. You're sleeping in the same bed as them. And you're sleeping in a room with beds of every other freaking person on the show. Yeah. Privacy is null and void. Your business is out there. It really yeah. is like summer camp. Yeah. Which is funny because that's where I like dated my Scottish ex was at <gasps> summer camp. Oh my God. So Love Island is just like summer camp for adults without the kids with the sole and tense purpose of finding someone to match with. So not like summer camp at all, except <gasps> for the fact that you're trapped somewhere. Yes. And everyone's really horny. So do you think in that environment, do you think that people can truly fall in love on reality TV? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because if they they couldn't, what what is the point of it all, you know? And I don't think every single person that... You could make a lot of arguments about, like, The Bachelor being fake or specific couples on Love Island being fake, and I think that's 100% true. But there are people who genuinely fall in love mm-hmm. that are still together now, which that's not necessarily, like, a litmus test being together now of, like, a good relationship, but... I think people wouldn't do it if there wasn't even, like, the littlest chance of them finding their forever person. Yeah, I agree. And there are people who are married. There are people with babies. 
Which then again, we're not really going to know like how that really shakes out yeah. until like five years from now. But yeah. I think it is, there's something to be said for like being the type of person that you're like, okay, I want to try and go on the show and finding someone who's a similar mindset and then also that you're compatible with. Totally. I agree. And who doesn't want that? You know, yeah. like Tinder sucks. Meeting people in real life sucks. Just throw a bunch of hot people in a house for me, and I want to see what happens. Absolutely. It's great. And how do you think, as being one of those hot people getting thrown into the house, how do you think you would be a great asset to the show's cast? Like, what can we expect from you? I feel like I'm really good at finding out information I'm not supposed to know. So I feel like I could... This is going to make me sound like a sociopath but i feel like i could find out whatever if we're talking about like traditional heteronormative love right. island also sociopaths have been on love yes island. yes like, and i'm not like, <laughs> like i'm not actually saying i'm a sociopath but i feel like i could win the trust over of the guys find out what's happening and yeah. report back to the girls yeah where and i also think sometimes horrendous things happen on love island where like one person is so fucking awful to the other one and all someone has to do is be like hey you don't deserve this you don't have to deal with this and i think i could be an asset to be able to say that to someone hell yeah because those are some of the best moments too are the moments of like a girl going up to a really shitty guy and saying get the fuck away from her what are you doing yeah or Saying that's not how someone is supposed to be treated, just rooting for each other. Yeah, absolutely. And you are just such a kind person and very good at too at like giving advice. But also, I can see you like you're fun at parties. You're I fun do love to have at fun. parties, and especially because Love Island has so many like glitter dance parties. Yeah, that's I feel my like that would be very up your alley as well. I would also be really good at making everyone get extremely on theme. I'd be like, no, yes. you have to. You yeah. have to. We are on national television. You have to. We are doing a toga party and you're not just wearing a gold wreath around your head. Yeah, get it together. Get it together. And so what would you want to avoid in your edit for the public? Um, oh goodness. It's probably so many things. Um, maybe like, I feel like I'm a very much like bare my soul person and I don't think the world, I want the world to see that. Which is probably why I shouldn't be on Love Island in the first place. But I would be really stressed out. Also, coming across, like, over-eager or, like, a try-hard. I think my biggest insecurity in life is that I'm a try-hard. And not in, like, a fun, quirky, like, I I tried too hard. And that makes me interesting, but also the underdog. But, like, an actual genuine, like, I'm insecure that I overdo it. I get that. So I would hate for people to be like, yeah, she tries too hard. And I'll be like, no, you're right. I think especially in relationships too, like, I don't know about you. Actually, I plan to ask you this later, but like, I've always been a pursuer, Mm -hmm. I think, where I'm like, I want them to like me. I want them to like me. I want them to like me. I want them to want to be with me. And I know that sometimes in doing that, I am so cringe. Yes, Just absolutely. an ungodly level of cringe and the thought of America seeing me flop. Yes. <laughs> Trying so hard yeah. to get someone to like you exactly. is devastating. Devastating. Like, my first kiss came when I was 16 and I was trying to sound deep and I was like, look at the stars. They look really far away, but they're actually probably not. <laughs> like we can walk up there it's the same trip from like Qdoba to the stars and the person that I was trying to get to kiss me was like they're light years away (laughs) like you truly they are light years away you were like scientifically you are so wrong scientifically you are so wrong and I was like but can I get a little kiss mate please and I just know that I would probably do something like that on the show, too. Because on Love Island, Australia, there was a scene in one of the episodes where there were these two guys, and they were grilling, and they were Australian, so now I'm going to do a horrible Australian accent, but they were like, mate, the moon landing. (laughs) Like, you think that was real? (laughs) And they were genuinely like no mate like because there's no wind on the moon like i don't think that was real i think they filmed it and i was like oh it's tricky like that was not a good accent but like 
I don't think I would do something like that, but I think that I would definitely do something like, oh, the stars are just a Qdoba away. Like, yeah. I had a similar thing happen where I was trying, we had this thing at summer camp called the admin swoop where you were on <gasps> admin, which was like, which also though, this is actually so problematic and like power, power imbalance, but there you had counselors and then admin were like the head counselors, like a step above them. Okay. And so I was walking this guy I liked home to his Ooh, cabin. Okay, very And I was like, well, we were like a bunch of other people too. And I was like, oh, we should look, lay down and look at the stars. And he was like, no. And I was like, but we should. And then everyone else in the group did it too. And I was like, oh, and he still didn't want to. And it was just, when I think about it now, to think that that could be broadcasted on national television, I want to pass away. But why wouldn't he want to? I don't know. I All of that period of my life, I was like 19 and horny. This feels like a daydream. So I I'm, feel like the best of us are. Yes. Oh, totally. I really... Because we ended up getting together. Um, oh, so you got, you got him, but like during the daylight. Yeah, like. not trying to get him to watch the stars. But okay. I, it always involves the stars. It always... I mean, that's the perfect... Yeah. That is, like, the romance. Or, like, it's if you dark, get it, you get it. Like, you have, like, some sense of privacy. Yes. But that cringe shit would be all over my edits on Love Island. And yeah. I don't think I could handle knowing that other people had seen that. Because also, if you did go home single and you tried to, like, get on dating apps again, you know that that would maybe be something that people tried to slide into your Tinder first messages with, too. Yes. Oh, my God. And no one wants that. No, that makes me want to pass away. Yeah, literally, my heart is, like, beating <laughs> in like, my chest thinking about, oh, let's go pitta-patta, pitta-patta, pitta-patta. <laughs> not in a good way, though. Not in a good way, May. Not in a good way. Which, speaking of which, I guess that we're creating our own... We're creating our own scenarios now, but now I'm going to give you some Love Island scenarios. Let's do it. And I want you to tell me how, as a contestant on the show, since I am your casting agent, I want to know what you think you would bring to the villa, like I asked before. So tell me how you would react in these situations that very commonly happen on Love Island. Yes. All right. We talked about how there are many islanders and there are original islanders that come in right off the bat there are islanders that come in later in the game just thrown into the villa with dates with the originals and then in some seasons there is this concept called casa amor which is an alternate villa where about halfway through the show when some couples have solidified they split those couples the boys and the girls into two different villas throw in new girls for the boys and new boys for the girls, completely no contact with the original couples. So would you want to be an original Islander or would you want to come in later? And if you wanted to come in later, would you want to be a Casa Amor person or would you want to just be another Islander? I think, I mean, it's so hard to talk about this decision without thinking about like desirability politics. Yeah. But my gut is to be one of the... Original villagers. 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 (laughs) Everyone's in Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing is just Love Island on your Switch. Um, No, I I would want to be an original Islander because there's so much pressure on people coming in to be, like, super hot. And I just am, as we've discussed, I feel like I would be a little intimidated trying to be like that hot one or like when they do like the stripping challenge and sometimes oh, like yeah. a new person comes in yeah um my worst nightmare would be to do that and people yes. would be like this is this is the new girl um which they've never done that before no they literally have not this is again me like projecting things i should take to my therapist but if i was in a love island where we were all on the same playing field yeah. i think i would love to be the person that like sends like a text to someone that they like don't know they're getting and they're like come to the hot tub to have champagne with me i think i would love to be that person absolutely and on the earlier end of the series end of the earlier part of the episode i think too one of the advantages of coming into the game early is that 
other people, like the British public and the other people who are being held as potential cast members get to watch it mm-hmm. as it's happening. So you get to know those people more and they might be more desirable, mm-hmm. quote, 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 because everyone's really hot. <laughs> but they might have at least a more desirable edit or you might think that you know them more because you've seen more of them on TV. Absolutely. And you can kind of get a feel for like, because obviously this is true in life as well, but the way one person treats you is not the same way they treat everyone else. Yes. So there is a world where if you come into the village blind with no concept. The village. The village. Oh my God. You come onto the island blind with no concept of how like the potential person you're into interacts with others. Like I definitely have been watching it and rooting for a couple. And then I've seen how one of them has talked to someone else in the villa. And I've been like, Oh fuck no. Yeah. So I think you do have a leg up when you can see how they act on TV to everyone in the villa. Absolutely. Okay, that's so true. So let's say you are coupled up with someone right off the bat. You're an original and you are standing in the pool. Someone walks out. They're like, who wants to pick person A? And you're like, person A is hot. I would like to step forward and volunteer to couple up with person A right off the bat based on looks alone. And then after this first initial coupling ceremony, you talk... There's absolutely nothing there. Like, every horny bone in your body is broken. You know it won't work. You know it's not going to happen. How do you proceed from there? I definitely tell them. Mm -hmm. Because also, if that, like, total lack of chemistry is happening, Mm -hmm. we're probably feeling that way about each other. Yeah. So then we can, like tag team and be like okay who do you like who do you like yeah. this is how we can make this happen yes you can wingman for each yeah other. exactly because my my gut instinct in like real life relationships not just hypothetical ones is to always be like as transparent and honest as possible mm-hmm. so i definitely think being upfront if i feel like i have the ick and i'm never going to like the, the person ick. that is absolutely a love islandism yes it's like the dreaded get... ick yeah well how would you describe the ick oh my god when you just can't like you just said like every horny bone in your body is like once you cross this line you can never <laughs> unfeel the ick yeah when you're like i am just like grossed out by this person yeah or it's like they you watch them do something and you're like i cannot be with a person who does that yeah and you're or... like i feel rage <laughs> looking at them no don't even try to make it work don't pretend to make it work for tv please keep stay it moving. far away so let's say you see someone that you have feelings for everyone is sleeping in the same room you're single as fuck because you have the ick for this person and someone else in the villa is hardcore audibly making out with a new person that you have feelings for what do you do? I feel like I'd be butthurt, but I would try to keep it really close, play my cards close to my chest, where I'd be like, oh, okay. <gasps> but I also am such a m- moron that I'd be like, well, if, like, they really think that they'd be happy together, like, I guess I'm happy for them. Um, but you got to pull. Like, yeah, absolutely. Go I would still want. go for it, but if I was getting vibes that I it was not a welcome pull, then I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And what do your parents think about you going on the show? I think that my dad is upset, not in like a possessive father's way weird. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I think in like a, I hate reality TV. Why would you yeah. do that way? He's yeah. like, people treat people horribly on the television. The television. And I'm, and I'm like, but it's humanity for us to watch. Oh my um, God. So I feel like he'd be like, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom would be ultimately supportive, mm-hmm. but a little shocked at first. Yeah. I get that. I think, too, because there's always the point where they bring the parents in, and your mom would probably be one of those people who's like, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of what you've been doing. Like, let's meet the person. Yeah. And your dad would probably be like, well, let's meet this person. I feel like my dad would make some really crazy jokes. Oh, my God. He loves to be the belle of the ball. Your dad is getting canceled. Yeah, not even, like, like horrible, offensive jokes, but he just, like, loves to tell a story. Mm -hmm. So I feel like somehow him telling a story would wind up on national television. I love that, because maybe it's a story about how... Like, he's found love in his life. And then we get to learn from the older generations because 
on Love Island, the older generation counts as like twenty seven. Yeah, I would I would be the older generation on Love Island. So it's like let's see how they did it in the prehistoric days yeah. with my like sixty slash seventy year old dad. Or like your dad's in his fifties, right? No, my dad's sixties. Okay. That's what I thought. And that's what would happen with my parents too. My mom would be like, I didn't even have a cell phone when I met your father <laughs> and you guys are getting these texts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, how the times change. Oh, how the times change. So let's say, okay, speaking of like what your parents would think, but more like how you would be perceived on TV, let's say you get the person that was making out with the other person in bed. They're in a couple with you now. You have a very happy relationship. Your game fucking pulled them. Congratulations. And you get to go to the hideaway. So you get to not sleep in the same room as everyone else for a night you get total privacy there's a beautiful bed with a lot of tacky fake fur and champagne and rose petals in it and you get to go with this special someone this is the most time that you've gotten to be alone with them for all of filming what do you do over the course of the few hours that you're in there you are still on camera but you're not around anyone else and no one else is going to barge in on you in later seasons, there's a hot tub, and I love a hot tub, so yes. I feel like I would get into a hot tub, yes. hang out. I also think that's, like, the time where, like, obviously you know if you have chemistry with someone, yes. but that's the time where you, like, can really figure it out, so I feel like I would try to suss out the kind of chemistry we have, and then that would, similar to, like, a, a date, like, mm-hmm. figure out if you want the night to continue yeah. in that way. Yeah. God bless. I want to say I'm like I would never sleep with someone on national television, but that's a bald face lie. Oh, I am. I love that. I though. feel like I'm. I am very much like an in the moment person, and I'd be like, yeah, and then I forget that there are cameras. And it'd be like cheeks out on mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> Literally cheeks clapping on TV. Cheeks clapping on TV, flapping in the wind. Yeah. I mean, they also always do. On Love Island, they always do the move of they know that there are cameras still in the room. So if you want to have sex, you just bring the entire comforter over your entire body so no one sees anything. But I think that in itself at this point, too, is like we know what you're doing. Exactly. So you technically are having sex on TV, but also you can't see anything. I don't know. Would you, if you did have sex in the hideaway with someone or, you know, just after a night in the hideaway, I think one of the big moments that happens in every season after a couple comes back from the hideaway is every islander when that couple comes back asks them what they did Mm -hmm. would you tell other people what you did that night it depends on my partner if my partner was like i'm really private about that yeah me personally i don't fucking care (laughs) i was like no it's funny you can tell them i don't care yeah um but if my partner was like no i want to keep that between us or it also depends on how i feel about i guess the people in the villa yeah like if it's people that i feel in harmony with or friends with then I am happy to tell them but if it, if I'm like one of the weird kids <laughs> then I don't want to be like yeah I just had sex and they're like we hate you oh I feel like that is but like why would they hate you for having sex they would just be jealous oh no like, I meant like they, they hated me beforehand oh okay, okay and so me telling them that I had sex will not help right because they'll not be like I hate that KP is getting it and not me yeah literally why did they get the hideaway and not me got it I I understand that I feel like I'm the type of person that's like do you want a little gossip? Yes. Like, do you want a little gossip to go with your eggs this morning? So I would, like, say things, but I would try to do it in a cheeky way that didn't tell the whole public what I did. But also, I don't think that is possible. Yeah. I feel like if someone would be like, so, what happened? And I'm going to be like, you know what happened. You know what happened? And then everyone knows yeah, what happened. exactly. Yes. So, okay. If you're in a steady couple, you mm-hmm. had this night in the hideaway, and now we're moving to Casa Amor. Mm-hmm. So you're separated from this person that you just had this lovely night in the hideaway with. Suddenly, you meet a new hottie in Casa Amor, a new sexy single, and you really vibe with the couple that you're in, but you also really vibe with a new person that you meet in Casa Amor, like, can't make it up. What, what will you do? Will you stay in your couple? Will you make a move while you're in Casa Amor? Like, what would you do in that situation? I think kind of dependent on how... I mean, it's hard because it's subjective and... If I had, like, just, if I had the type of night where I was, like, okay, the night 
ended with us sleeping with each other because I really like them. And then I get into Casa more and someone's like flirty with me and they think they're funny and cute. I might talk to them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if I felt like I had more of a sure thing, I would, or I felt really good about it, I would just flirt and whatever. Mm -hmm. If I kind of had like a meh experience beforehand, I think anyone would answer this this way. Yeah. But I do think I would try no matter what to like not get physical with the Casa more person until... I bring them back into the villa yeah. so I can let that other person know. And so you can have sex with them in front of the other exactly. person. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of them getting, like, a horrible, like, when they would oh, do, yeah. like, the video clips. Oh, yeah, like, showing the people in the original villa what was happening in yeah. Casa Amor. That would be horrible. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. So I would, I would hopefully, and I also would hope that, like, we were on, the person I'm with is on the same page, where, mm-hmm. like, we both had, like, a meh night in um, the hideaway. Yeah. We split up for Casa more. I'd be like, well, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> like, if if my head's turning, I would think their head would also be turning. Yeah, I think that's true. And let's say you were, like, in a friendship oh, with yeah. someone, and someone just got completely fucked over by their partner that they were coupled up with in the original villa in the game and you had to go back with them to the villa and pick a side or Mm -hmm. advocate for the person that you were friends with like what would you do in that situation what do you mean by like advocating for my um like would you start a fight with the person (laughs) i think it um depends on the level of infraction um like if we're talking about like Carrington coming down the stairs in Love Island US second season, coming down the stairs and Kristen thinking that he's alone and then Laurel walks down. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that sucks. Kristen? Kirsten? Kristen? I think it was... Oh god, what was it? I don't know. I just know that she's allegedly a Trump supporter. Yeah, so we, we don't, don't need care. to know her no. name. No. I, I would be like, it depends on kind of like the rules of the game. Because yeah. even though like Casa more happens and rules kind of throw out the window, there's still kind of, like, form mm-hmm. that you execute within the game. Yeah. So if, like, a Curtis situation happened, I would go ape shit. Yeah. If a Jordan, this wasn't from Casa Amor, but, like, Jordan, when he, like, fucked over Anna by telling India he was, like, interested in her. Yes. And Mora found out and, like, pulled Anna immediately, I would be Mora in that situation. Yeah. I think that's the move, too. Like, I, do, I like girl code on the show. Literally. I feel like the girls do such a good job at being like, you need to know what this man did. Literally. That, I think, absolutely. I wouldn't necessarily start a fight if I didn't feel like there one, one was needed to be started. Right. But if I felt like my friend was really fucked over, I would absolutely start a fight. I And I would love to watch that on TV as a casting It would make producer. pretty good television. Yeah. I do think it'd be, like, the meanest shit I've ever said to anyone in my life. Good. On national television. Okay, so. so yeah, that would be immortalized. Yeah, that's but the fear. Are you prepared to reckon with that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it depends too. Like, if I'm totally off base and being nasty to someone off base, then like I need to immediately take that to my therapist and work on it anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Snaps to that. Okay, perfect. So, those were some scenarios. I love your contributions. I'm really interested in more that you have to offer. And now I kind of want to see, like, what kind of person you would be interested in so I can see if you would mesh with the rest of my casting prospects. Yes. So now we're going to play a game. Yes. Um, we're going to call the game What's Your Type on Paper? Oh, my god. Because that's something that they always say on Love Island. They say, what's your type? And then yeah. the person goes on paper, my type, like, on paper rather than in practice. And they say, oh, I want someone funny and someone handsome and tall and brunette and whatever Mm -hmm. have you so i am going to now give you some player profiles without giving you their names or their season okay and i want you to tell me after i read that profile if you would couple up with them or if you would dump them got it um i'm gonna give you six you can couple up with or dump as many of these anonymous past contestants as you want. And then as we narrow them down, if you're like, I want to couple up with, I would consider coupling up with these three people from there. I will have you rank them and then I will reveal who you've ended up with. That's so exciting. And I'll also reveal who you've dumped. Amazing. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, perfect. 
So, number one, this contestant was 21 when he was on the show, and he is 25 now. He is a hairdresser, he is a short king, he loves a good time, and he's a bit cocky on the outside, but I think that that is to hide his insecurities. He is hilarious, absolutely has the gift of the gab, and he likes to rap. Would you couple up with this person? I would couple up with this person. You would come up with this person? Yes, I know who it is. Okay, okay, so we're gonna keep him. Number two, this person was 28 on the show, and she is 30 now. She's a model. She's very upfront, very loyal to her friends, even if they suck sometimes, and she is so horny. Like, absolutely so horny. So horny. And she's a brunette, but, like, really, she's, like, horny. I also want to couple up with this person. Okay, so we've got two. We've got two. We have a great cast going here. Okay, so now this person, number three... We're going to hold number one and two. I'm excited that you like them both. Number three was 23 on the show and 24 now. So pretty recent contestant if we're doing an all-stars type of thing. He is a scaffolder. He is kind of thummy, and I mean that in, like, a looks way, um, but in kind of, like, a hot way. Like, he's hot and masculine in a conventionally attractive way. And he can be kind of thummy in personality as well, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. He can be kind of emotionally withholding, if not with the right person, to bring out his smile. And he almost has himbo energy, Mm. but not quite as pure as our favorite himbos. Mm -hmm. Would you couple up with this person? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Please leave the villa right now. Tell me why. Um, never trust a scaffolder. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm pretty sure. And I also, I don't like anyone who's like, I withhold parts of my personality for someone I think deserves it. Yeah. I think that would bother me. Who do you think it is if you've Callum. them? Yes, it is Callum Jones from season six. The way he treated Shauna was so shitty, but also it wasn't even like he was just so committed to not communicating with her yes that was devastating yeah because she just wanted it to work so bad and then casa more happened and we could all kind of see it coming and it's like if he had just communicated with her from the jump that he wasn't really feeling it then it would have gone so much easier she would have had a better experience okay i agree i think he's a good person to dump now we've got number four um this contestant is an athlete he is tall, dark, and handsome, funny, he wants to communicate, and he isn't afraid to be real with people, but he's not here for the drama. He also puts garlic in his eggs, which I love. Yes. But I, I don't know about everyone. I would like to cut up with this He person. is added to the staying Okay, one. so we're committed to, to contestant one, two, and four. Perfect. Now we're at contestant five. This contestant was 24 on the show and is now 30 years old. She is a model. She is hilarious if you can understand a word she's saying. And she has gigantic boobs. (laughs) She has gigantic boobs. She is here for a good time and a fun time. And she has a heart, but you probably won't necessarily be talking about philosophy with her. Like, she's not very smart. I, like, want... To couple up with her, but I know that there are people that are already in my coupled up pod that I think I would get along with more. So you're choosing to dump this I'm gonna person. dump her, but I hope she finds love. Who who do you think this person is? Hannah. From? Season one. Yes! That is so true. So true, bestie. This really is just like a, a Love Island, like, trivia game. Yeah. I'm like, I think I know who this is. Yes. And you know every time. Yeah. <laughs> which is super impressive considering the amount of contestants that have been on Love Island. I did watch some YouTube compilations just before I got here, so that That's might have fair. helped jog my memory. Okay, well, it totally worked, and now you're making good decisions for <laughs> yourself as a contestant on the show. So I think you did the right thing. Amazing. And now this is our last contestant okay. that I'm going to offer to you as an option. Um, contestant number six was 23 on the show, is probably around 26 now. She is a makeup artist. She is petite and territorial. She will love you, but will really want her significant other to love her and, like, show that. And she will throw hands if she has to, if there is drama with her significant other. Would you couple up with this person? I wouldn't because she's too territorial. Ooh, yeah. And you want your freedom in the villa? Yeah. I want my freedom in the villa and in life. 
you okay, know like yeah. if, we're, if we're playing couples to like win I don't I wouldn't want to like have that happen in the outside world as well gotcha so you successfully avoided Katie McDermott yes, from I, season two I know I love Katie but she is so she's, intense she's a lot you're a cunt <laughs> that audio plays in my head all the time you're a beep <laughs> yeah literally. I need to figure out how to add a beep but I will enjoy it when I do. Amazing. So now we're down to, you've chosen three contestants to possibly be with. There's, and I'm just going to read all their player profiles for you again. And I want you to. Well, I think I know. Okay. I think I want the number four. Oh. The athlete that's tall and funny. Yeah. And does he say message when he gets a text? Yes, he does. Uh, I love Ovi. Yes, that is Ovi Soko from season five, who is just so delightful and is also the reason that I started putting garlic in my eggs in the he, morning. He is literally a king. He's also so funny in a way that I was like, why is he so funny? And I looked it up and he went to, I think, high school and college in the United States. So I think people in the US, like we find him funnier because we get his sense of humor. Yeah. Like every single thing, like the text message thing, I would just die laughing every single time. Because everyone else on the show is like, I got a text, I got a text, yeah. I got a text. And then he's just like, message. He literally just added some, just like garlic on the eggs, he added some spice. And like, while I think Kem and Maura are well, amazing, those are the, the other, other two. two. Like yeah. the listeners show that contestant number one, the 21 year old with the gift of the gab, who is a short king hairdresser, was Kem Setene from season three, a season three winner who is now single. And contestant number two was Maura Higgins of season five. 28 year old super horny model yeah even though you love both of those I love people both of them. I, if i had to rank it too it'd be ov mora chem mm. but why why not them and- i think Ovi is a good match to like my unhingedness mm-hmm. he's like kind of chill yeah and then more mora and i would be like just I don't know. I feel like it would be like an egging each other on situation. Like, yeah. just like intense on top of intense on top of intense. And yeah. I probably don't need that. Yeah. And yeah, Kem, I feel like is more of a. Excuse me. Bless you. Kem, I feel is more of a like one night stand or we would have like a good, a fun time together. But I yeah. don't know if we could run the distance. I feel like we could probably all be friends with Kem. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was hilarious and he was a nice guy. Yeah. He just is not my type <laughs> no <laughs> my type on paper but i yeah. guess outside of the show what is your type on paper do you think that ov matches your type not entirely i really like people who are goofy mm-hmm. i think the one thread that has gone through every person that i've ever had a crush on is that they were like really passionate about something in a way that was like outwardly passionate yeah and goofy Yes. I like my, I like my little goofballs. Heck yeah, and Ovi could Ovi could be like that. Yeah, absolutely. He was like low key about it, but I think I would have been into that. Yeah, because also low key can sometimes be the funniest jokes. Exactly. Yes, I agree. Okay, I think you've made an excellent decision. Round of Yay! Applause. So, I want you to make it on the show, but I also need to figure out like our budget. For contestants this season need to see where we would place you and we're gonna move on to our next game now because i think that this is something that you'd be really good with even if you can't be a contestant maybe you would be a great member of the background or like crew on the show <laughs> we're gonna play a game speaking of ovi saying message instead of i got a text um this next game is called i got a text um and kp you're in marketing yes by trade um so thank God you're here because for Love Island this season, our budget is so low and we need a copywriter. We need someone to write texts to our islanders Got it. to preview each date. So I'm going to, you know, we're running out of time. I'm going to give you like three little scenarios mm-hmm. for dates that we need our islanders to go on this season. And I would love for you to tell me. As you think of it, what type of text you would send for that date to Absolutely. a person. Thank you so much. Thank you for being happy to help. Enthusiastic and ready to go for our team. We need that. Um, so situation number one. A sexy new islander, let's call her Jenna. Jenna. Is waiting for another player in the hot tub. How would you send that player? Let's say his name is Mark. How would you send Mark that text that Jenna is waiting for him in the hot tub? I think I would say, uh, 
I don't know, hey Mark, like, heard <laughs> me literally, hey I would Mark. say, hey Mark, <laughs> let me think about it. I do know I want my hashtag to be Jenna and Tonic. Um, that's amazing. Hashtag I'm waiting, but I'm trying to think. I think I would want to know, like, the context, like, if they just got back from a, a ta- challenge. Like, let's say they went did some sort of muddy challenge. Yeah, invent it yourself. Yes, and so, like, hey, <laughs> hey, Mark, here you heard you need to, like, rinse off. Why Ooh. don't you come join me in the hot tub in the hideaway? Yes. To for a cold beverage. Hashtag Jenna and Tonic. Yes. Hashtag bubbly. I love that. There oh my go. gosh. That's amazing. They need someone like that. Like <laughs> Jenna and Tonic, I can't believe they haven't done. But also I don't know if they've had an islander named, named Jenna. Jenna. Which is shocking. Yeah, we need we need Jenna, more Jennas on Love Island. Jenna on Are You the One, the queer one, was really hot. She so. was amazing. Maybe she could come on. Yeah. Which I would be happy with. She was so entertaining on Reality I TV All Stars, just Heck all yes. on Love Island. Okay, perfect. So now we have number two. Let's say there is a hot air balloon ride that we're setting up for two islanders who are going to become official boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. on the next date that they get. What would you send them to tell them both that they're they, going yes. on a date? Really great question. Take your time. I'm trying to think like like, hey, couple. <laughs> Do you want me to give them names? Yes. Okay. Hey, Tommy and Kara. Hey, Tommy and Kara. Uh, get your... I'm trying to think. Wow, I feel like I'm, I'm floundering, but I want to do something with hot air, obviously. Yeah. Like... Come find out if your love is r- real or all hot air. Yeah. Like hashtag reach the heights. Yes. Hashtag bring a rope. Yes. Oh my god, that's excellent. Cause bring a rope also has like a cheeky aspect yeah. to it. I think that's great. Excellent. And you did that in like less than two minutes too. <laughs> like you're a talent. You're a talent. So we're gonna give you one last one. Um, can you prepare for us a text for a date? A dinner date for four islanders in front of the villa, just in the driveway of the villa, like they do sometimes. Low budget. Low budget, like I said, where there are two newcomers and two originals, and one newcomer is going on a date with an original yes, each. Absolutely. For drinks. Um, I'm gonna picture that it's like two girls in the driveway. Okay. And the girls are both sending the text message to the guys. Yeah. Definitely starting Hey Lads. <gasps> hey lads. Um, heard you needed a change of pace. Ooh. Why don't you come outside to, like, come outside to try something new. Mm. Hashtag, uh, dishy desserts. Ooh. Hashtag, fresh meat. Fresh meat! Ooh, fresh meat. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Thank you so <laughs> much, KP. That was excellent. I love that. It's honestly, it sounds like you wouldn't do half bad on the show, whether as a contestant or as a copywriter of text messages on our show. I also think that it, like, it would be revolutionary to have you on the show, not only for like queer community reasons and like fat community representation reasons, but like, I think that you would be a person who actually would try to be in a healthy relationship yeah on the show absolutely and that's revolutionary in itself i would love to see that i would love to cast you just someone with a normal attachment style yes yes i would like to say i only now have a normal attachment style because i've been in a healthy relationship spoiler alert i'm in a healthy relationship (gasps) so are you saying that you did all of this for the fame and the money yeah absolutely but i would i'm sorry (gasps) um I don't think I'm the type of person, though, that if I was in a happy relationship and Love Island tried to scout me, I would still be like, no, I'm good. Because I also know I have nothing would ever be as good as even, like, love and fame. One, we talked about it. I don't think I should be famous. Um, mm-hmm. And 
We can't all be. No, <laughs> and I think I'm really good as an audience member, mm-hmm. but not really good as a performer. Yeah. But I think I wouldn't leave if I have a good thing going. And that is so valuable. And we thank you for your honesty. I thank you so much for braving this episode. Thanks for having me. I came to it. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming. Like, I truly enjoyed you and would love to cast you on my show, but sadly now I must dump you from the pod. But I love you, and thank you for coming. Thank you for being on the show. One last plug, actually, if you are on Instagram, um, you can follow KP at at Bed Bath and Beyonce or their art account um, with a lot of Furby art at at KP creates, creates dot online dot online. Say that again at KP creates dot online. Do you have anything else that you'd like to plug while you're here? Um, nothing else to plug, but in the words of Heidi Klum. Avita Zen. Avita Zen! Well, thank you, KP, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this first episode of I Came to Win. If you would like to couple up with this podcast and join me for other episodes with other super fans auditioning for other shows, keep an eye out for future episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash came to win and other platforms as well. And follow us on Twitter at at came to number two at came to win podcast. We will see you again next time. Bye bye.